Welcome to the Inclusive Education Project. I'm Vicki Brett. I'm Amanda Salohi. We're two civil rights lawyers on a mission to change the conversation about education, civil rights, and modern activism. Each week, we're going to explore new topics which are going to educate and empower others and give them a platform to enact change in education and level the playing field. Welcome back and happy spring. I was going to say happy new year and I was like, we are well into <laughs> We're not saying that anymore. We are saying happy spring. Hopefully you guys are either gearing up or well into spring break. This flu season, it's been uh, awful. Hopefully you are having a nice sunny spring break. I know sometimes we get rain during spring break. Sometimes it's sunny. Here in California, it could be anything. Know, well, really could. not anything. Mm-hmm. I guess we're not getting snow during right. spring break. We're not having like a ski week or something like that. But if you're looking for something for your kiddos to do during spring break, look no further. Our podcast episode today is the creator of the Netflix hit Pablo. So we talked to her today all about creating the series and what the series is meant for, essentially. And I got a chance to watch some of it. Yeah, it's North Ireland. She's Miss McGinnis is from Northern Ireland. And during our conversation with her, she talks about the inspiration for Pablo. And we didn't get to talk too much about it, but the episodes. That yeah. So if you go on Netflix, it's also on on, I think, TV in Ireland. Mm-hmm. So if you're in Ireland, go check it out there. But if you're not, Netflix has all 52 episodes right like now. Too, yeah, like something like it. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Pablo is an animated series. They are very short episodes, like 10 minutes or so long. So they're very manageable. It follows a boy who is living with autism on the spectrum and it bounces back and forth between his real life and his inner life. So he's created these cast of characters through his drawings. Little animal friends. Yeah, they all have their own names and personalities. And essentially each of these friends kind of epitomizes a part of his personality and Mm -hmm. some of his symptoms of being on the spectrum. And so it goes through real life. And these are stories that children with autism go through every day. Yeah, she just did such a good job. Like we had no questions because she just just like answered everything that we like had. yeah and she just did an amazing job of really telling us what her inspiration was how she was able to kind of put together a cast like I had said you know she talks talks but she walks the walk because the voices of the, the actors, animals of the actors even the writers people, even some of the writers all on, on the spectrum, spectrum. and so um, which is amazing yeah, for totally, inclusivity totally. in the real world yeah and I think that she just I mean, we are very often not speechless, but we were just so honored to be able to have her on the podcast because literally her mission in trying to, for preschoolers, and creating this series was so that they can relate. Maybe they can become a bit more empathetic, which leads to understanding, which just is something that Amanda and I have talked about, which leads to a more inclusive world, right? right? And acceptance. And it's a really cute series. Not only is it geared towards children, so it's different from a lot of the other TV shows that are on nowadays that are more geared towards adults or young adults that kind of depict the life of 
individuals living with autism, it shows truly from his perspective. So children are able to not only see what autism is and what it looks like, but to feel what it's like, which I really love because not every preschooler unfortunately is able to be in a classroom with peers who have autism because we are not a fully inclusive society quite yet. We are rooting for it. And, you know, Pablo is kind of one step in that next direction of trying to get more inclusivity. So, you know, for children who may not have the benefit of being able to experience from a peer or a sibling who has autism, this really can give them that perspective, allowing them to grow up knowing and understanding and caring and being empathetic and accepting of these children that they're just children just like themselves. It's just such a creative avenue and it's just so different than what Amanda and I do. That's what really attracted us to her project and she's got a lot slated for 2020 in the springtime she had let us know season two would be coming out. Right around this time. Yeah, she has some other ideas that I'll let her explain but we will, if we have the updated dates for that, we will definitely update our social media and episode but we had a fabulous time talking to her and really it, Amanda and I like talk so little I feel like yeah. but she was just so great she was just so just she has a great story to tell mm-hmm. about how she got this project up and running and how it's so much more than just a story so exactly. just the one last thing that she said that totally fits in with Amanda and I too is just her mission to inspire engagement yeah. I think that that's something that we as well have been trying to do especially in this 2020 campaign year Year, um, right. is to inspire that engagement to be in a world that we believe we can have. I know that we're living in a world as it is, but we can change that. Right. So she's very inspiring. Please listen, gobble it up and have your kids and maybe you even watch Pablo. It's amazing. Yes. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Grania and I'm the creator of Pablo which is a show about a very clever little boy who uses his art to create uh, strategies for himself to deal with the real world because he's a little boy who is on the autism spectrum. And that show is on Netflix platform, correct? Yes, you can see it on Netflix in the States and it's also on CBBS in the UK and RTE in Ireland. Oh, awesome. Well, we had a chance to watch a few episodes. It's so cute, so creative. I think one of my favorite parts about it was having the perspective of not only the cartoon character, the animated characters that uh, Pablo has created, but through his, his drawings, but also showing the actual real life perspective, even from like the first episode with just how he's looking at the world kind of from his eyes. Was that like the initial intention behind wanting to have the duel animated and real life? Yeah, so we wanted to show his outer world and his inner world and to try and figure out a way to do that because even with his mom in the real world, his mom doesn't isn't always able to figure out what's going on mm-hmm. with him. To celebrate Pablo's creativity as well because he is an artist and he is able to turn his challenges into um, adventures in 
his art world and his feelings into colourful characters with a voice. And all of those characters are aspects of his personality, really, that coexist within him. And they're all sort of designed to put the traits of autism on screen as well. And to say that, you know, for Pablo, his personality is all of these things. And it just so happens that in one particular situation, one aspect of his personality might just shout a bit louder than another. And they all work together and they all complement each other in terms of how they can help him rehearse and create strategies for how he can, you know, absorb, indulge his passions in the real world and actually, you know, face his challenges as well. It's such a creative program, right? How did you, and I know self-awareness and just spreading that awareness in today's world was very important for you, but really, was that the motivating factor in creating the series? Yes, I think it was. So I have a nephew who is on the autism spectrum and he's actually 13 now. Mm -hmm. Um, But so when I came up with the idea for the show, it was when he was a preschooler and his cousins, including my own children, were preschoolers as well. And just with the way they used to interact, um, I just thought one day, gosh, things would be a lot easier around here if they and we all had some more understanding of what he was going through and how he was experiencing the world and so then um, it was to come up to to see if you could create a show that was aimed at children Mm -hmm. and young children to sort of set up and give them the experience of how an autistic brain might experience the world. So the idea was to put the traits of autism on the brain um, as much as possible and as meaningful a way as possible um, so that we could build awareness of those traits and what they were and, and why they presented themselves and through awareness build empathy and from empathy then comes understanding and in all the time that we've been making the show I'd say we've come on a journey now to like we've come creating awareness to creating acceptance building acceptance and now and going forward what our mission is really to inspire engagement and inspire friendships and inspire young children to have friendships and engagement with all kinds of minds in the playground in the classroom you know in their sort of world Yeah, and that's so important. I mean, we know not every classroom has a child on the spectrum, and so there are many children that are going through their educational career and not having experience of having a classmate or a friend, you know, on the spectrum, having the benefit of being able to be around these wonderful individuals. The schools that I've worked at, I definitely saw the benefit of children growing up in a culture of that acceptance and that understanding and that empathy, and it makes the world a difference. So I think having this platform geared towards kids is just so necessary in order to really get kids engaged because it's one thing to have the TV shows that we see that are, you know, more geared towards the adults of, you know, learning more about people on the spectrum, but it's not necessarily the same. So I think this is so important. 
Yeah, and it's so important for us to solve problems in our world as well. You know, like every episode is of Pablo is based on the experience of a real person with autism and we grow our writers through the show and so they share their experience with us but then they came along to maybe help us turn that experience into a story that would be suitable for young children and then many went on to write for the show as well. Having that experience and having that work experience and that creative journey with so many different kinds of minds. Like it's been the biggest creative joy of my life. And Pablo is quirky and funny and original. And the stories are so unique because they come from a point of view that is original in the world. I think that's how we're going to solve our problems in the world is if we can engage with all kinds of minds. Absolutely. And I think that you not only talk the talk, but you walk the walk. And that is to say that the voices for each of the characters is portrayed by someone on the spectrum. So I think, you know, it would have already been enough. You just creating Pablo and then having it from his perspective, the real world and then his inner world, and then each of the stories based on somebody on the spectrum. And then you go one step further, not only with your writing staff, but with the voices. Tell us how you kind of, did you have to fight for that? Was that just something everybody accepted? Tell us about that journey. Well, I think... It does mean that you're doing things a little bit differently because you're not writing with established writers per se because these are people that always get the access to opportunity that they deserve and that we all deserve. And um, so you kind of thinking yourself, well, I don't know how to do this, um, but I will try and see what happens. I think that's production anyway, you know, when you're setting out to make television or film, every project is unique, it's a unique creative journey, so you only know how to make something whenever it's made anyway, so they showed up on time, they showed up prepared, they got into character and they stayed there, they were joyous for the show, and you said, thank you very much for coming and they said thank you very much for having me oh. and joy begets more joy yeah. in everything and yeah it's just you know if you haven't worked with autistic actors before you should really try and you know i asked somebody one day you know why is there so much talent why do you think we've been able to like get so much talent in this community so easily and um it was tony that plays noah said to me um well you know as autistic kids um we have to learn to act from a very young age and we're acting yeah. a lot throughout our lives so we get pretty used to it from a young age they get a lot of practice unfortunately yeah, unfortunately yeah. so how does your nephew feel about you creating this wonderful show based you know kind of for him does he have any thoughts on it or well, yes, I think he feels quite proud that this is a show <laughs> that he inspired. I'm not, I'm not sure how much more he thinks of it than that, but I know he feels quite proud that he inspired a show that's on television, definitely, yeah. That's cool. So I know you guys started in 2017, so what are your plans now that it's 2020? Any plans for future seasons or spinoffs or anything along those lines? 
Yeah, so um, we're just now, for April this year, we're going to release the second half of season two. Um, and we're forward to doing that and spreading more about that. Um, and then are also creating a series of books. So there are picture books for preschoolers coming out this year under the Ladybird brand. Um, they're before this year and some more next year. Um, We're creating a musical theatre show, musical theatre experience. Oh, that's fabulous. Which we're very excited about. Yeah. So that'll be a lot of fun, I know. I'm sure those actors Um, will be so much fun um, to work with. Yeah. So we'll have to say, again, you know, we're working with a brilliant company. We're working with Salador Worldwide Fats. So they know how to create a musical theatre show. Um, We've already had a lot of workshops and writing um, with the team. So that's going well. So we'd love to create a bridging series or two next, which shows him maybe being eight years old and in school and then look to the future where we create teenage Pablo and we explore all the interesting scenarios about being an adolescent and being on spectrums. Of course, Pablo has arts living, his physical taste, imagination and also Pablo's much paper and much and even his whole body is changing. So, yeah, we want him to go the whole dimensional thing and see him grow and explore what the world is like for him and those around him at different stages. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, that's definitely very needed. I think I'm sure there are kids out there that have, you know, been following for a couple years and, you know, they're getting older. So that's a a great way to kind of transition the community of viewers to, you know, older stages, because that is something that is often very tough for any kid, not just our kiddos on the spectrum. So I think talking about adolescence and talking about that transition, I think it would be helpful for everybody. Yeah, and to just try and understand a little bit more what the world is like if you're on the autism spectrum and what school is like mm-hmm. and how one event can affect another in the school day and just try to give our fellow students and our teachers and our communities a little bit of insight into just what might be going on and you know creating challenges or anxieties and also inspiring passions for that you know brain really absolutely and it's a powerful tool to be able to use and when you're adding on with the book series and things like that but I think the visual is so powerful I think that adults can appreciate it if they're watching with their preschoolers but I also appreciate that that's where you started right for us early intervention is everything and you know, prejudices and biases are often learned. Babies are just such clean slates, right? And so if you're exposing them to different types of people in the world, if you are making sure that they understand different perspectives, it 
just helps make a more well-rounded child. But more importantly, in the schools, they have a responsibility to help shape those children as well. And these are all great tools for our teachers to use. You know, they can pick up a book. They can put a little 10 minutes of the episode on. They can tell the parents to do that at home. So it's just such a wonderful platform. And just to be able to see it and get such success. And we're just so honored to have you on our podcast so that we can share just this insider information, right? Um, It's already just a cute cartoon on its own, but just the depth and perspectives that it brings, it just, it holds a special place in our heart. So we're just, I mean, you basically answered all our questions. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you're so well, well put together and articulated. And I can tell that you're so very passionate about it. And we're excited to see the next steps. Yeah. Pablo in high school, Pablo in middle school, or however you guys break it up. That's how we break it up down here. Pablo in university. We would love to see that in the near future. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much um, for all those kind words. I mean, the great thing about Pablo, we get a lot of correspondence from people on the spectrum and parents, you know, saying that it's great to see themselves represented on screen. But our audience has to be a wide audience and it has to create understanding and inspire engagement with all kinds of minds. And if we can do that, like definitely in a creative industry, we will have a lot more exciting and original content coming through. But in any industry, really we have to embrace I suppose different um the opportunity that that brings absolutely well we can't wait for our listeners to start watching if they haven't already started watching we'll post lots of information on our show notes from you know links for where to see it and we will you know keep updated on your future ventures we can't wait to hear all about it and we'll keep our listeners posted as well but we so appreciate you being on the pod today thank you so much thank you so much for your interest and lizzie will keep you posted on any updates any crack Excellent. And then we can share with our listeners. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please check out Pablo on Netflix. There's 52 different episodes. Each are very short and they can sustain the attention of a child, a very small (laughs) child. So definitely get that started. Thanks again, Grenya. And we will talk to you guys next week. 